Hey everybody and welcome to the Sacred Resistance Podcast. This is episode number 14. Today we talked with Dr. Alex Lee. He's a super cool chiropractor who uh, just recently moved from California to Florida to uh, enjoy a little more freedom. Um, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff really. We kind of had a pretty... pretty uh, well, the conversation just kind of went a whole bunch of different places. Yeah, we, we just kind of let it flow. Um, he did start on Instagram, and he's got a website, which I'll put in our show notes. But Dr. Alex Lee has uh, an Instagram page at Passport Resist, um, or Vax Passport Resist. I'll put the actual one in the show notes so we get it right. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's a big freedom fighter, um, very much for medical freedom informed consent and uh he was looking for the right place to move and him and his uh fiance moved down to florida to start their lives down there with more like-minded people mm-hmm. it was a good conversation we talked about all, all sorts of stuff yeah it was a good conversation L- lots of current events yeah yeah vaccine passport um yeah, just have a listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so without much further ado, um, enjoy the conversation. And Dr. Alex, thanks for coming on the show with us. We really enjoyed chatting with you. And uh, we wish you all the best with your new endeavor down in Florida. Yeah, 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 you bet. All right, everybody, mad love. Have an amazing day, you guys. Thank you for being here. Um, and I'd love to hear your story of like, you just moved because of what's happening. Didn't you? Yes and no. Um, well, yeah, we, we can get into it. So, so you moved to Florida from New York. Is that Mm -hmm. right? No, I grew up just outside of Boston and I was in the Bay area in California. So I've been out there for the last five years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll just, I'll tell the story in full. Yeah, right. Exactly. We'll get started. Yeah, no, cool. go ahead. We're starting. You you go for <laughs> it. It's nothing formal. You just tell us your story and we'll oh, we just go. We already hit record. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I lived from 2016 until about a month ago. I lived in the Bay Area. I was finishing up school out there. And I got done with school. It was March. So it was supposed to be March 20th, 2020. And our finals week got canceled my last week of school because of all the lockdowns. So they said, if you're passing your classes, you're done. And that was it. I like, I walked out to my car and I was like, Oh, I guess I just, I guess I just finished school. And that was it. That was, that was the end of everything. Wow. Um, I, I worked for a year and change out in, uh, out there waiting for my fiance to get done with school. And then when she finished up this March, we had kind of already been looking around for, for where we wanted to go. And we don't have any family in California. We didn't really have any ties there. So it was, it was, it just worked out timing wise that it was, it was time to go. And there was nothing keeping us there. We didn't, you know, we didn't have a, we don't have a kid. We don't have anything that would make us stay. And I mean, we have a lot of great friends there, a lot of people that we really love. And it also, we saw a ton of people leave the state as well over the uh-huh. past year. A lot of people that, that, that think similarly to us. So um, a lot of people moved to Nevada, Idaho. Montana, Texas, Arizona. Um, growing up outside of Boston, it it kind of made more sense for me to just look everywhere. I was also looking at New Hampshire, but then when it came down to it, Florida was 
we had heard grumblings that Florida was probably one of the best places to go. And we, I didn't have any concept of Florida in my head outside of Disney world and Miami as a kid. Yeah. And now that we're here, like Florida is a, a really beautiful state. Uh, there's a lot of natural Springs the, the coasts are amazing. The Gulf coast is really calm water. The Atlantic is, is better for surfing and all that, but it, it's a, it's a really good state. And as far as what the state allows for protecting freedoms, it's, it's a good spot to be. Um, it's, it's been great here so far. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I've been here for three weeks. We're four blocks from the ocean. I don't think I've showered in six days. I just jump in the water two or three times a day. So um, <laughs> that's been, that's, that, that's kind of been the speed of how everything's going, but yeah. Uh, fiance goes to work in the morning. I'm, I'm here getting ready to get my practice started. And uh, yeah, just couldn't be, couldn't be more excited to be here for the foreseeable future. And it's just, it just so happened that a lot of the health freedoms that, that, uh, that we all agree upon are something that are valued here um, in this area. So it's, it's definitely right place, right time. And to be able to create community here because there's, there's a big consciousness in this area that we're in. There just doesn't seem to be like one place where it's kind of like, okay, let's, let's make sure we meet once a week or once a month to like really harness this and be able to not let the same things that happen in some other States. Oh shit. <laughs> Sorry. I got a call. Um, no worries, man. I'm on do not disturb too. Maybe he called twice. Okay. Um, <laughs> no worries. So what, what I was saying was that we need to like form community here and, and there is a community, but to also make sure that we're taking perspectives from other people that have just moved here from the States that they were in, that they left to make sure that the same things don't happen when they start to kind of show up. So, uh, I wouldn't say there's been a, a playbook, but there's definitely been parallels between different States that have shut things down at certain times. And then also we've seen it play out in Canada in different places. I mean, we could kind of look at Ontario and see how that's the most extreme out of all the yeah. <laughs> examples, but um, yeah. So, I know people that um, so are yeah. moving from there down South. They're, they're looking at Florida yeah. or a couple other States as well. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's tough right now, but um, especially when we were checking out different places, you know, we'd go somewhere and nobody would be wearing a mask anywhere that we went. And then <laughs> we'd come back to California after spending a long weekend somewhere and we'd be like, what is going on here? Like um, how don't we just have to tell people about what's happening there? And then people would take it not want to be doing this anymore. And yeah. And, and there's just this, like, there's this illusion of separateness that makes it like, Oh, you know, those people there don't know what's going on. Like the people in Idaho don't know that they don't know anything. They're just, they're, you know, or they're from Texas. They don't. And it's like, well, they're all fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Everything's open. The economy's doing great. People are, people are over it. And if you went there, they'd think you were silly. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's it's just this this whole thing of like how I don't know. All this was kind of sitting on our doorstep, and now it's like made it into everybody's living room, and now we're having to deal with it. And it's been going on for I don't know, fifteen months at this point, sixteen months. And I don't know. It, it's it's obviously uprooted a lot of people's lives. Like. I, I moved, we literally drove 44 hours to get here and yeah. now we're here and, um, yeah, we're, we're happy that we're here, but at the same time, um, it's, it's not a uncommon story with this past year. People just well, yeah, leaving places like that. And then, yeah. And I think one of the important things to realize if you're you know listening to this and you're somebody who's from a place that a lot of people are moving to, 
I think people are coming there with values that aren't going to ruin where you are. Right. <laughs> like a, a lot of people are like, oh, like people are uh, people, so many people from New York and so many people from Massachusetts are moving to, to Florida. And it's like, well, yeah, they're, they're moving here because they don't like what's happening there. And they're not going to let the same thing that happened there happen here. As right. long as there's some sort of way for everybody to connect. And, and that's, that's a big part of beyond just the, the actual hands-on health and, and teaching of like natural health philosophy beyond what I want to do with that. Just getting everybody together is like a great first step of like, Hey, tell us about yourself. Why did you come here? So okay. um, yeah, I think we're in the right place for that right now. That's awesome. And I'm sure you guys are too. Like I, I know that, uh, that it's, there's more people that think like this than don't. And I'll stick to that, that once you just start having the conversation, almost everybody thinks that this is nonsense. And well, that's, that's just it. If you watch the news, they want you to believe the opposite of that. They want you to believe that right. we're the crazy people. We're the, there's only 10% of us that don't want to wear masks and don't want to get the jab. But in reality, you're right. Everybody we talk to, yeah. you know, most people we talk to are a little bit curious. Yeah. I'm just, and I'm done with the masks. I've gone into so many places. Like I, I like it's mandatory mask everywhere, but it's, it's not law. So I'm just starting to go into every place. The one I got kicked out of the health food store. Cause it's, it's a corporate health food store now got bought out. And unfortunately it's one of the only health food stores that has everything that we need. And they, they, I had to leave. So I didn't, I wasn't prepared for the fight yet for that one. So I'll have to do that one again, but I've gone into the pet food store into like the hardware store into the mall. And yesterday I was in Kamloops the last two days and everyone, I got lots of looks. I was the only person without a mask and my kids weren't wearing masks. Um, And the looks get to me sometimes, but then I'm like, no, I'm doing this for everybody. I I hope people can see this and realize that we don't need to be wearing this masks. And it absolutely kills me. There's like two-year-olds that these parents are putting muzzles on them. And it just, it, I get so upset to see that, to see kids like two, two years old wearing masks. You just want to grab the parents by the ears, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So going back to what you were saying a second ago, Britt, I think a lot of people are just waiting for permission and unfortunately 90% of that's going to come from either mainstream media or, you know, the, a politician or somebody who's saying, Hey, it's yeah. time to, it's okay to take this off. Yeah. So yeah. what I, what I started doing, and this was less effective in California than it's been. Well, I guess California was really the only place I had to do this, but I not wear it in. If other customers were like, Hey, do you have a mask? I'd be like, no. And they'd be like, do we have to still wear them? I'd be like, we never had to in the first place. Like, and then you just start the conversation or, you know, doing the thing in the, in the supermarket where people were wearing it under their nose. And you just kind of have the conversation like, Hey, I mean, I look at my nose. I see your nose. Like we yeah. can, yeah. and you just pull it down and have a conversation in the middle of the supermarket. People are like, what, what's going yeah. I never thought that this was going to be the reality of anything, but fortunately since, I mean, literally since leaving California, I haven't, I, I don't even know where, the mask I had was, and it was literally like, I just do it to play the dance and get sustenance, like to go into like somewhere to eat and wear it for the 10 feet till I sat down if they were like really putting up a fight. But I, you know, um, yeah. And and like you said, they're not a law. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But a lot of people think they are. A lot of people are scared shitless about, you know, it's disappointing to see how obedient most people are. Like you really, 
it's kind of it's kind of wild to see that at least up here yeah it's crazy yeah, yeah. like I'm so tell, us, tell me a little bit about um everything you guys are doing with sacred resistance as far as um just what the overall mission is of it um, well, I'll tell you originally what it started off. Ideally, we want to start having, um, or I still have this dream of doing a clothing line. And what I what what stemmed from it, it was kind of uh, divine intervention, how we came up with the name and everything. But I saw a kid at my, so our kids are homeschooled, but our son who is eight used to go to school two days a week and then we'd homeschool the rest of the week. It was like a blended program. And I saw this child who had a, had a t-shirt on and it said, life is better with Wi-Fi." And I like, it stopped me in my tracks. And I like sent a message to Jamie immediately. And I was like, you won't believe what I just saw. And then we like started like bantering back and forth via text. He was at work. And, um, and I was just like, this is not okay. Like are these children are, yeah. are like being brainwashed to believe that life is better with Wi-Fi. Whereas like, let's get out into the nature and like put our feet into the ground. And so anyways, long story short, we started like going back and forth with t-shirt ideas and let's make a kid's line. And they're like, no, let's make an adult line. Let's do it all. And then we came up with the name and it's just like all these little synchronicities started happening. And then we, we, created the logo in our head and my brother drew it out for us because he's an artist and uh then then we started we're like let's start a podcast and then we'll see where it goes from there so we're just trying to expose uh a lot of the corruption in the medical industry the corruptions in general government corruptions big you know all that kind of stuff so yeah little guy little guy just woke up and he's he's yelling for a minute mm -hmm. but uh nice. i mean Originally, Jamie, Jamie, take over. This is this is your big moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, like I had always planned on moving up to the woods. Um, it, it just got fast tracked by what happened. Um, and once once we started doing this, I wanted to get everything in place before we started open our mouths. You know, like I didn't want to start, um, you know, really giving the government shit until I was in the place I wanted to be and safe. But time has. Sure you know, they've been fast tracking all this stuff so much that uh, we couldn't wait any longer. So like, we don't have our house built yet. We're in the process of building it, but we're like as off grid as we can be right now. I uh, want to be fully off grid. Um, I wanted to be fully off grid and, and self-sustainable before I started shouting from the rooftops. Oh yeah. Internet connections unstable. Is it all good? I don't. Before I started shouting from the rooftops. No, we're good. You guys froze for a second and then you're back. You're good. Okay. Right on. But, you know, yeah. uh, uh, time is of the essence and uh, we need to wake as many people up as we can and help as many people as we can. So uh, the, the time was, it was time to get started. Yep. Yeah, there was a big, um, you know, kind of internal battle in my head before I really said anything. And I said something pretty much right away. Um, I probably waited about a week until I said anything. And so that was like March. So, so early on with this whole thing, just about how it, yeah. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Morning. We're, we we normally we normally do our podcast elsewhere, but we're in our room because everyone's still sleeping. So we're like, this is probably the quietest nice. place to do it. Um. Yeah. And uh, yeah, keep going. But I also want to talk you to talk about the passport sure. resist that you started. Sure. Yeah. So I'll just kind of jump into that right away. But basically, what was happening, and this is kind of like you walking through the supermarket. I thought that I needed to give people permission to finally say something or, or take a mask off and actually speak and have dialogue about it. So 
the the passport resistance or passport resistance. I don't even know what we really call it, but at passport resist is what we are on Telegram, passportresist.com, uh, at passport resist on Instagram. We created that to basically bring the question to, to everyone's mind. Is it okay to split society into two based off of vaccination stats? Just and then back up and then just let people talk. Right, <laughs> because right. it's like it's like it's like you get to have the conversation of what's happened over this past year. But now it's like, no, this isn't conspiracy. This is this is what's been this has been the plan from the entire time. I knew this a year before it started to be talked. Like I knew yeah. this was going to happen. Yeah. And now it's here. And it's like, OK, are, are you ready? for Like, are you ready to not see me ever again? Because yeah. right. if, if this is how you want it to be, there's going to be a split into two. If yeah. you think it's OK to split into two, then there's some questions. You know, do you understand that the PCR test isn't a valid diagnostic tool? And if they don't, then you can have a conversation. Okay, this is this has just been inflated cases because of a faulty test. Exactly. We can't verify any of the numbers. Nobody can verify any of that. If if that still doesn't get through, do you understand the, the difference between absolute risk reduction and relative risk reduction and how they report pharmaceuticals such as this, you know, exper- experimental bioinjection and how it's not actually effective? Yeah. Can you can you relay that to me? Because the product that you're supporting right now and the companies that you're supporting right now don't have your best interests in mind and are using very, very deceiving statistics and marketing to get you to take whatever their product is. And if you still think that we should split society into two based off of knowing that, that that's okay. Like maybe, maybe you weren't the person I thought you were (laughs) and we just like wasted time having a conversation. But if, if you don't think it's okay, then what are we even talking about? Like this, like, it doesn't matter whether you, you took this or you didn't take this, this can't happen. So Unfortunately, that 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 would end this whole thing. Just having that if everybody had that conversation, they'd be like, okay, maybe maybe this doesn't provide the protection that we think it does. But we've already took it, and now we're just going to kind of keep going on with our lives. But I don't know. It almost doesn't make sense because of how quickly things opened up here in the U.S. before we reached the I don't know eighty percent number or sixty percent number or whatever number they said was the number that that had to be reached. There's um. And plus, you know, there's just a huge, I don't think the government can solve any problem. I think they can only create problems. Um, So so there's, there's that whole layer of it too. But um, basically with, with the passport thing, we wanted to just give people permission to ask that question. Like, Hey, is this, is it, is it okay to split society into two based off vaccination status? That's it. And then, and then go from there. And fortunately it got a lot of traction pretty early on and um, helped some people, you know, just, with some of the information that we provided how to get religious exemptions, at least in the U S it's federal law that there's a religious exemption from an employer if they mandate uh, any sort of vaccination. So a lot of people don't know that. So we kind of have a step-by-step on how to get the religious exemption, other information that's on there that that's really helpful, but um, yeah, more than anything, I mean, it's, (laughs) we weren't trying to, harvest data. We weren't trying to like get a big email list. We weren't trying to be, we weren't trying to sell a product. We weren't trying to do it. We were just, the only reason I wanted to create it in my head was to give people permission to, to have the conversation and to, to question it and to create some dialogue. So that was, that was really it. Um, and it's, uh, there's been some people helping me with it, which has been great, but, um, yeah, the, the I knew from the beginning that the passports was where this was going to go. Yeah. Um, and, and that it was just almost like a matter of time sitting back and being like, okay, I'm going to keep talking, but uh, no, no one's going to really 
the majority aren't going to grasp the reality of the situation until we really get to this point where it's like, no, you need this to go to a supermarket. You need this to get on an airplane or you need this for fill in the blank. Um, and then are you going to stand for that? Yeah. Do you foresee, um, like, let's say you do need it for travel eventually. Do you foresee they're going to have like airplanes that are for unvaccinated people and then airplanes for vaccinated people? Well, I, I don't. Um, I think what's going to happen is maybe these next three to five to maybe even 10 years could be a little goofy because however you want to slice it, this is kind of like our, this is kind of our world war right yeah, now. Absolutely. I know it's not being marketed. It, it's not, it's not being declared, but we'll, and it's that invisible enemy. It's like us versus like the technocrats or yeah. whoever's like behind, behind all this. So I think that what's going to happen is um, free markets and, and capitalism in a good way will show up as far as, you know, airlines being created that will allow people to fly and not ask questions that are so intrusive. Um, and, and people are, people are supporting practices that they believe is, you know, what's going to get us out of this, you know, things like regenerative agriculture, things like, you know, just local businesses that, that are actually like know what's going on and places that are really tied in on a corporate level with like going all the way up the chain will continue to stay in business, but it's just something that everybody has to make a conscious choice. That, and, and I have too, that like, I'm not going to give my money to these people. I'm not going to give my money to people who support practices like this. And, and also that, that's where people need to like put their foot down and be like, I don't think Amazon's good for our local community here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 Vote with your dollars. It's the same vote with your dollars. Oh. It's, yeah. it's people got to get past that. Just, yeah, but Amazon's just so damn convenient. Well, yeah, but yeah. it's doing to us. It's like, you know. And look where the money's going. Yeah. At right. Christmas time, I did this post on Facebook and I was like, because in previous years before I was privy to what Amazon was and who it supported, I had done a lot of shopping on Amazon. And this year I was like, I'm not doing any shopping on Amazon. I'm doing everything local. Or um, I did some on Etsy where I tried to find all Canadian based vendors and stuff and handmade stuff. Right. And the comments were everyone, it was me. Cause I was like, please tell me your business. I want to, I want to support my friends. I want to support my family and tell me your business. And so the thread was pretty good. And then there were a couple of people who were like resistant to it because they're like, well, my husband has a, has a um, shop on Amazon and that's where, how he makes his money. And then, so I'm like, oh, okay, I get that. I understand that some people have their own shops on Amazon, but yeah. I still would rather support not Amazon. Well, yeah, we phased it out where it was like, okay, if it's coming from China, I'm not going to buy it. Is if it's coming from some you know Canadian local company and they're selling it through Amazon, then we'll buy it from them. Um, and then but now it, I just try to avoid. Yeah, that now we just cost. try to avoid it completely. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's um, well, there's a lot to that, but I guess what I've done, and I don't know if this, I don't know if this will help, but. I'll just contact the seller directly. And I actually did this. So I'll still look on Amazon for products. Right. And, then, and then I'll contact the company directly. And what I've actually found is, and I'm just going to throw out a, a guesstimate of a number, but maybe a quarter of the companies that I find that's like the, the cheapest. So Sam, Sam, I'm going to buy, uh, uh, what's the thing you, that you, uh, sleeping pad under a sleeping okay. bag. So yeah. I, I, we were getting camping stuff last year. I was looking for a sleeping pad 
and the, the highest uh, rated one that had the most reviews and the most everything on Amazon and was also like 18 bucks was from this company called Sleep In Go. And I was like, okay. So I was like, I'm just going to contact Sleep and Go directly and get them to ship it to me. Normally they give you like 10% discount code and they can still ship it in two or three days. So I look it up and it's just, it's not a company. It's not any, it, there are all these like companies that Amazon has just kind of, they're like doing business as Sleep and oh. Go. And it, it's, it's, so it's, it's all these things that look totally legit, but rather than having like the Amazon brand on it, like the Amazon choice, it's, it's actually just Amazon creating it or they they bought a company that they, they just have all those products. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll kind of like do research. I'd rather go down the street to like a surf shop and buy a snorkel yeah. than spend 20 minutes trying to buy one on. And just, I did that the other day too. Um, and they, they were like super grateful that I, I went and they were like, thank you for shopping here. I was like, I don't know if this is even a good snorkel, but I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just happy to, to talk. To, and 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 I think that's kind of part of the fascination too, of like everybody wants the best thing, the cheapest, the quickest. Yeah. And that's that also, I don't know if that was a desire before, or if that's what Amazon kind of intentionally created, but yeah. Um, it's just so crazy how many things are tied together with all of it, you know, like yeah, the, exactly. the cooperation that's happened with, with countries international. Like I can't go see my fiance's family in Canada. Like yeah. I, just, I just can't get into the country. Like yeah. it's well, insane. And, and, then, and this is either. Yeah. And if you did, you'd have to quarantine for two weeks. Right. Which is insane. And so my fiance went back. Um, she drove across the border about a month and a half ago and she didn't, she didn't quarantine. She didn't have a test. She didn't do anything. Good for so, her. Good for her. She, she just told them. <laughs> yeah. And she posted on Instagram, a whole video, of like what she did, how she talked to the agents and everything. And, oh, good. You know, it's kind of like some, like some of the border guys it was just funny they were like she kind of described them as like good old canadian boys just being like you know like she's like oh no like i refuse the test and they're like oh right on like why like (laughs) i don't want anything i don't want anything going into an orifice in my body and they're like oh oh that makes sense like right on like so it was it was funny she uh, locked out she locked out yeah and then so they just let her go and she had to talk to like a health official and they were like yeah we're gonna um, she said, so she cited all of like Chris guy's stuff. So I think it was uh, section six of the charter and then You're section right. 13 of the quarantine act or, or whatever it is. Um, and then the lady tried to say, oh, there's actually section 54 of the quarantine act that says that that's invalid and you have to do all this. And, she, and then she was like, do you understand? And which is kind of the question that if any, if anybody asks you, do you understand? the answer has to be, no, I do not understand. I do not yeah. comply. I do not consent because yeah. basically what they're saying verbally, you're making the contract that you're below them and that they have some sort of like dominion over you and that they yes. can, they can rule whatever it is you're saying. So, yeah. And yeah. I think knowing our rights, like that's something that we're trying to get more savvy with is just knowing what our actual rights are as a human and to get back to sovereignty and to like, because so much of these laws are just BS and they, they hold no, right. no authority over us. So I, I find that's awesome. I'm so glad that your fiance did that. Yeah. And she was supposed to get a $3,600 ticket to her house or something. And Nobody ever showed up. Nobody ever called. Nobody ever checked in. So, um, yeah, it doesn't seem like a difficult job to like check in with somebody and do all of that. But I think it's just kind of a, 
like there's there's no one at the wheel with all of this. It's In all just threats. What was the thirty six hundred dollar yeah. point supposed to be for? For uh, not testing. Oh, really? Jeez. For not, yeah, for yeah, for not testing. And I don't even know how somebody could. If you just think about it logically, why would an officer walk up to you on the street? And if you're just anywhere and be like, hey, have you been here for more than 14 days? Yeah, that would yeah. never that, that would never that would never happen. That, yeah. There would never be a scenario where you got into some sort of trouble and that that even came up like um, that doesn't come up. So it's a little bit different for me not being a Canadian born citizen, I think. Um, but I haven't been able to see my in-laws in, well, since before all that. I haven't seen them since. I don't know, like 2019, which kind of sucks. Like I, I want to see them. They're, they're cool. So, um, yeah, but I don't know. And they just built a cool little spot on, uh, what's the lake? Okanagan Lake. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're going there in a a couple of weeks. Yeah. 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 A few weeks ago we had, um, one of our guests was from Kelowna and he's, he's actually at all that he speaks at all the rallies. His name, his name, probably quite big if if they're if your in-laws are um like-minded yeah, they would be, yeah who, his, his name is uh ted coons ted coons yeah and he's cool. he's head of he's one of the um head of uh vaccine choice canada like he's his his oh, son cool. was vaccine injured and ended up passing away eventually from a vaccine injury. And so, and he's, he comes, he's just, he's a lovely man. He's retired, but all he does is this is his fight. And his son was here. And he said that he's like, my son was here to teach us a lesson. And now I'm the voice. I'm the voice for these kids that can't speak up. And he's great. But yeah, he lives in Kelowna. He used to live in Vancouver and he lives in Kelowna now. And he's just a like lovely, lovely human being. Yeah. Yeah. His name's familiar. Um, I think I've seen him or I've heard him on a couple different podcasts before and super well-spoken because of vaccine choice Canada. So yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'll make sure that they get connected. Yeah. Right yeah he, he's super um, well-spoken. He used to be a counselor too. So, and he was telling us, which I found really interesting. So he used to work with, um, women who came from abusive relationships and women who, um, were you know just down and out and he said with that when he worked with them there was always validation there was always he he he, they always had a community behind them and then now yeah you froze for a second but you're back (laughs) now with this um he's saying like parents with vaccine injured children they're it's like the complete opposite they're getting segregated and they're getting um ridiculed being called crazy and he was like it was such a a weird a weird transition from that world to this world because i was so used to people coming around like like encouraging the women who came from an abusive relationship and then now these people over here on the that are fighting for vaccine choice and freedom and um have vaccine injured children aren't being believed can you imagine going through yeah. that like uh having a vaccine injured child which turns your life completely takes your life somewhere completely different uh makes your life a lot more difficult and then once you realize that it was the vaccines that did that to your child then you spend the rest of your life being ridiculed like what a what a rough road that is uh, you know yeah yeah um well I, I am really really grateful that i've met parents in similar situations with their kids and seeing how it's like it a lot of good things do come from that as far as 
being able to. Oh, shoot. shoot, froze on us. The story and. Well, sorry, Alex, we froze. Did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. you guys, you guys looked really engaged in what I was saying, and I was like, oh, that's not uh, I thought you were just in deep thought for a second there. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> so I was, I was saying something. Maybe the recording picked it up, but um, going backwards a little bit before even being put in a situation where you would have to vaccinate your kid. I think that if we really want to like get past all of this and not be, I don't know, enslaved in some way to the medical system, I, I think stepping back, it all really starts with mom's pregnancy and yeah. what her, what her experience is like, is especially with the first one. Um, I always say with like making some sort of change with, with healing and with your health, you either have to bottom out, there has to be some sort of physical, emotional, chemical, spiritual bottoming out, or you need to have a big enough purpose to be able to like figure out where you're going. And that does save you like the trauma of bottoming out. But one of those two has to happen. And I think with a lot of parents, you'll see one of two things. You'll see first kid they had and they went through the whole medical system, some sort of either birth trauma or something happened with like C-section or, or something happened with the birth that was bad or something happened after with the vaccination that left their kid very different than they were even like a day before that. So sometimes that happens and then parents learn from like that, I don't know, that, that trauma or that, that negative thing. The other, the, the other side of that would be like having just a strong enough like calling or tapped into intuition to want to do the whole thing naturally. So I, I'm a huge advocate for home births, just yeah. in the sense that if, if, if you're able to separate from that system completely, mom knows that her, her body's going to take care of whatever needs to get done at exactly the right time during the entire thing. If you look, if you look at like indigenous tribes and, and every culture going back, everything leading up to even conception, uh, was like six months or a year of getting the mom ready for her body yeah. to have the nutrients and to have like the, like basically planting a field so that that, so that, that can be ready and that the environment's right to, to raise a kid. And if we go to that mindset and start from there and then honor the process of birth and, and the beginning of life and having it just be this natural thing, every other animal can give birth. So can we like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but, it, and I'll never have to go through the physical feeling of like, you know, a 10 pound bowling ball coming out of me, but <laughs> like, it's, it's a very real, um, thing that we're designed to do. And of course it could be dangerous, but going to a hospital is like the last thing that you want to do with totally. that. And then once you're there, once you're there, it's like, then all the cascade of interventions start with the actual delivering of the kid. But then, you know, there's a nurse standing there with three needles. Like yeah. an hour after um, yeah. going, right and, and and that's like once you're in it's it just snowballs and it keeps going and, and it's it's really tough unless there's something that either has you mentally like transcend all of that before just like a big enough purpose or unfortunately what's happened with a lot of parents is that there's been and i've heard this story too many times to even keep track of who's told me but first kid vaccine completely regressed um just injured from that Second kid, they didn't do any of it. Second kid's incredibly healthy, vibrant. First kid is still, you know, they're either reversing it or they're, you know, they're 
in a process right now where there's still like incomplete healing from that. And it could be, yeah. you know, a decade later. So and for I me, that's where, yeah. I think what you said about the mother too, like we had another person on a podcast, Ninka from Barefoot Autism Warrior. I don't know if you are familiar with her work, um, but she, no. she, she, that's, ex- you, you explained her situation to a T like what she did with her son, like her first son is, was autistic, but she's completely, um, you would never know now. Like he's, he's, she's healed him, but her big thing is she's like, it starts with the mother and the family You have to heal the mother to heal the family. And, but she goes, but if I knew then what I know now, I would have gone into pregnancy completely different. Mm -hmm. She was like, I would have, I would have had a home birth. I would have taken care of my body before I got pregnant. And Whereas she was like, I, I didn't, I, I ate the modern, the, you know, the, the, she's from Europe, but like the, she's like, I, I was still tied to the, the medical system. And she was like, I, it it was her awakening. Um, And now she has, now she's educating other moms and she's helping people reverse the autism around. And, but it's so important. Like we had two, we had two kids together. Jamie had two from a previous marriage as well but um I wish I knew now or knew then what I know now and we had one one medical birth and then our second child was born in the hospital but we had midwives and even that was a completely different scenario and now we would me now would have home births like that's all the hospitals are are they're bad places as far as I'm concerned. It's not, uh, yeah, yeah. they are. I mean, I mean, I'm never going to a yeah. hospital unless I have a broken limb that needs repairing, uh, post haste. Other than that, I'm not setting right. foot in that building. It's, it's a bad place. Yeah. And, and I didn't want you to think that I was talking bad about medical births or, you know, in a hospital, like ultimately no, everybody okay. arrives at whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um, yeah, I, mean, I do think that you know, and, and if you have to have a C-section, that's one thing, but being convinced to have a C-section, then you're really fucking right. it up like, like bad, like, yeah. you know, it passes through the, we all know this passes through the birth canal and gets all that flora and his skin is just bathed in all that good stuff. The microbiome that's going to protect that kid. You force a C-section, you take that away from it. And then all of a sudden that kid's skin is picking up all the microbiome from the hospital, the sterile sterile environment and like the nurses and the doctor and all these lab coats and needles and medical instruments and shit. And it's like, that kid is, is getting a really, really bad start compared to the one that's having a natural birth. Yeah. Well, not only that, but I mean, pregnancy is looked at almost as a pathology as far as like something that, and if, if a C-section were to happen, they would charge because they can bill and code for ser- like literally just you having the the kid lay on your stomach skin to skin after the birth. Yeah. Like there's a code for that so that they can bill for it. Really? And that's, it's like, you gotta be, you gotta be fucking kidding me. But yeah. <laughs> where, where I think I play, where I think I play into all of this and this is everything I want to do around building community and, and why I'm so happy to be out here where um, I feel like this area is ready for it and it's probably been ready for it for a while. Sure. Ah, he's going to say something. Um, he wants to work with me. Awesome. Right. Oh man. Did we freeze again? We froze again. You, you were, you were going to say something awesome there and then you froze again. You said this place is. Yeah. Right okay. What? Okay. Yeah. So as far as who I work with and who I feel like naturally just, I attract in, 
is yeah. like the 22 to 40 year old male, which whatever, like just as like somebody who wants to come work with me. Yeah. And what I have to do is plant this seed and be able to have this conversation that like, Hey, our role is to be good partners and also to like, like help mom know that she's incredibly powerful whenever this comes and you guys do decide to have children that like, this has to be something that you guys talk about and your role has to be supportive and not just like, Oh no, we're going to the hospital or like we're doing like, this is where we have to start to make change. And I think that the great awakening of 2020, which is what I'm going to start to call it now, rather than, you know, anything else, right? Like that's what this is woken people up to like the not only negligent errors, but like the criminal errors of the, the medical system and how yes. if you're going to like, you can't just not trust them with one thing and then also trust them with birth. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you, you, you can't, it, it's all, it's all the same. I'm looking at a tree. It's all branches of the same tree. Yes. Um, it, it, and, and what's been really, I don't know, like I'm sweating thinking about this, but the lack of reverence at the beginning of life and the end of life over the past year has been, I can't even sit like moms that are pregnant that are like, oh yeah, we had to have a birth in the hospital and I had to wear a mask. It's yeah. like, are you kidding me? Fam families with people dying in the hospital and they aren't allowed to go in to be with their family. It's like, it's sick. What? Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. It, it's, it's so I don't, again, like, I don't care if, if people that I knew from before in my life don't want to associate with me anymore and, and don't agree with the things I'm talking about. But this is a conversation that like, if you think it's okay to split society into two, if you think it's okay to not have any reverence for the beginning of life, the end of life, and think that there's some magic that's going to happen in the middle. I don't, I don't know how to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I, taking I, it, the and, spirituality yeah. out of our life. It's taking the meaning out. And I don't even think people are seeing that, but scientism has become the religion of right. a lot of people. And it's like, it's taking out our connection. It's taking out our connection to nature, connection to ourselves, our connection to mother, to, to spirit. And it's, it's, it's mind blowing that so many people have fallen for it. Yeah. And it's even, unfortunately, it's even infiltrated, you know, like, um, I'll just use chiropractic as an example, like going through chiropractic school, it's, it's still a Rockefeller, you know, education. It, it's, it, it's the medical education and, and in a kind of sneaky way, it, it is basically creating like a farm system to refer any expensive, um, like cancer patients to the medical system, because it's like, if you identify this, you have to, you have to refer to somebody. And right. that's like a half a million dollar case right there for the medical system, which is all of this is, uh, it was just really unfortunate going through the, the school program that could have been in all honesty, six months to a year. Like you start with the, you start with the philosophy of body can heal itself. Um, it's important to look at the spine, start from there and then just go to the hands-on and, and really go rather than the three and a half year program that really is a five-year program now because it, it basically just mirrors the the med school um program which pathologizes everything which has the idea that a disease is actually a real thing and that when you have this you do this right. it, it's it's so and like we can't stand as a separate distinct field and I, I only use chiropractic because it's the biggest air quotes around alternative um 
which is only like medicine is the alternative. Like all these other things were around before exactly. medicine was around. So um, alternative is just a, a mindset that hopefully people shake, but um, it, it's everything's been infiltrated by this bigger system because it all comes down to insurance. And if you have insurance, you don't have any personal responsibility that you have to take when anything happens, which is the other part. Like if you're not taking responsibility personally, uh, I mean, of course, all this is going to happen. Of course, you're going to be yeah. obedient. Of course, you're going to wait until somebody gives you permission to do something rather than just, you know, me. I just I'm like, I'm not going to do that because that doesn't make sense with my inner constitution. Not never mind the U.S. Constitution or the Canadian Charter. It's like that. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's man-made. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's from a lab. Like yeah. germ theory still is bullshit. It doesn't make any sense. So yeah. why would we even have this conversation? I must say though, the chiropractors that are speaking out, you guys are the best right now. You, the, the people, I don't know. It's like you, there's this group of doctors that are in the chiropractor. I, you guys are, have been my favorite. <laughs> all of, all of the doctors right. that are speaking right. out are chiropractors. And then, but so many people are like, oh, they're just chiropractors. And I was like, but they still have, they still have to go through the same education. Like not that that, right. it, yeah, it's it, people are, uh, it blows my mind, but it's like yeah. what, what you were saying is it, it, it great about like the medical system has failed everyone with so many things. Why would we trust them with this? Why would we trust them with, you know, they've been lying to us about this. Right. And that's the way I feel about the government. It's like, they've been, we've caught them lying again and again and again and again, but now you're going to trust them. Now COVID <laughs> comes. Now you believe them. Like, when you catch someone yeah. lying again and again and again, why do you believe them on anything? It yeah. doesn't make any, any friggin' right. sense. And, and you're right. It is all connected. Like as soon as the Rockefeller medicine thing came in, it's like even farming. And it's like, that's when raw milk became illegal. And all of a sudden you have to pasteurize yeah. the shit out of everything and kill it. And you're not allowed to eat any, anything living anymore. And all these health issues show up when the Rockefeller petrochemical uh, system shows up. It's like, man, all they want to do is, is make us sick and take our money. It's not a health industry. It's, just a, it's a coincidence, man. All that just happened at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Cause nothing causes anything. No. Yeah. Um, so funny about, about the state of Florida, you can't buy raw dairy, like unpasteurized, unhomogenized, but, and I just learned this three weeks ago when we moved here, cause I drank a lot of raw milk, raw cream, raw butter, all that. Nice. Um, they put a label, they put a label on it that says not for human consumption for cats and dogs only. So I buy this raw milk, bring it home and I see it after and I'm drinking it. And I'm like, did I buy cat milk? Like, what the <laughs> going on? But, they, but they just slapped this sticker on to basically get around like, yeah. the, you can still, you can still get it, but it's like a wink, wink. This is yeah. for cats and dogs. You know? yeah. So, um, but that one just threw me for a loop. I was like, have I been fucking drinking cat milk for like a week? Like, is this, <laughs> do I eat dog food now? Is this my thing? Um, no, but yeah. No, but but Jim, you said something a minute ago about what I was saying with like, you, if one thing doesn't make sense, you, you start questioning everything else. I don't know. It'd be like if you were this huge advocate for cleaning up fluoridated water and not having fluoride in the water and the tap water is bad. Like you, you're this huge advocate for it. And then we have this we have this big rally and like you show me a water filtration system we do all these things and then i come over for dinner you know a week later and then you fill up water out of the tap and start drinking it in front of me i'm like right. wait a sec what about all this other stuff that you said and then and then i'd start questioning like 
well, maybe I should just question everything else that you've ever done. Yeah. Um, and, but, but for some reason that doesn't parallel with, with like a big system like this. It's like, right. well, why would our government not want us to be healthy? Why would they want us to not be intelligent? Why would they? So I don't know. It, it there's so many different angles that this can be attacked from and it really falls apart really, really quick. Um, and I also have a, a lot of respect for anybody who homeschools because I've spent time around kids and it can get pretty uh, just <laughs> energy consuming, but I, I don't know how knowing what, knowing what I've come to experience and learn and observe. I don't know how you could put somebody in like a public school system without, without equipping them with like a giant BS meter to like yeah. question all of it. Like if, if, if I went back knowing what I know now, I'd get, and, and I'm not even confrontational. Like I would get, I'd probably get kicked out of every class and just, they'd be like, you, you can't talk like this. You can't ask these quit interrupting you yeah you're questioning everything yeah no that's the way it's right that's our kids are homeschooled and uh yesterday they're like mom we want to go to school because it can be kind of isolating we moved to the country and we don't know a ton of people that and the kids used to be in activities they were in swimming they were in skating they were in martial arts three times a week and now that's that's not happening um so anyways, I was like, yeah, but, and I was telling them, I'm like, guys, school isn't in our philosophy of our family. That's just not what's happening. And yeah. I, and Finn, who's, he's almost eight. He goes, mom, I'm just going to ignore everything that they tell us. And I just want to be there to see friends. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. okay, I get it. I, I understand. I'm like, okay, we need to make more play dates. We need to go see yeah. more friends because yeah. he's like, I, I just know I know everything they're telling us is going to be a lie. I'm not going to listen to that. I just want to see friends. Yeah. Yeah. He's only, he's just been in eight, but he already knows like he's, we've, you know, we, we rub off on you know, schools, a brainwash factory. It's an indoctrination camp, yeah. like, but he just wants to see. Friends. Awesome. It's like, we get it. He should just show up for recess. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He can strike some sort of deal where, you know, um, oh, that's fantastic. No, I, I've met a lot of kids that, uh over this past year that sounds weird um <laughs> we got involved with the home we got involved with the homeschool co-op that grew to um a lot of people without kids also showing up on the weekends to like get together for the weekly gathering like cool. it's like a health freedom group so right, right but it, it started originally as a homeschool co-op with like 10 families and then it grew to a lot of like you know couples without kids showing up and then you know, everybody drinks coffee and we just we talk and we have different activities but anyway um a lot of the kids from there were just it's just so crazy like kids on a on their default mode without being like without any like lens that you put in their subconscious brain or like any ideas that adults implant on them just how innately smart and like their their bs meter is so turned up high and they just question everything like 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 just the amount of questions coming back I, i i i am curious to think like if i could if I could be seven years old right now or over this past year, if I would have figured it out that like all of it was just because it was just people saying you have to do this. And then obviously yeah. a seven year old response to that is like, well, why? Yeah, exactly. It's like, because they said we have to. It's like, well, why? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. We got to get. Yeah, you have to wear this that. even though you're not sick. Why? That doesn't make any like why? Um, <laughs> no, it's like. But yeah, just yeah. Yeah, that's funny though. No, that's that's right on point because it's like a lifetime of indoctrination has lulled people into just saying, like grown adults, into just saying okay instead of going, well, why? Yeah, yeah, and even you know, I'd make it a point. I've had to fly a few times 
and people will just say like, do you have this or do you, and I'll just be like, why? Yeah. And not to, not to be a dick, but just to be like, have you thought of why you're doing this? Yes. Not, not just because you work for them, but do you personally think this is right? Can you yeah. cite that a mask, if you're citing that a mask is federal law, you shouldn't get mad at me for asking, can you show me the federal law that says I have to wear a mask right now? Yeah. You shouldn't get mad at that because you, you're doing this. Like, and, and if this were, if this were like the legal system and we we're in a trial, you'd be the guilty one right now. I'm not saying this to like accuse anybody. It's just like, you have to know what you're enforcing. And that's, you know, ultimately, if you look at like how things got so bad at the beginning of World War II, it's like, people were just following orders. It's like, just doing my job. It's like, yeah, well, your job's, your job's shitty. So yeah. you should start to ask questions. Yeah. I had that same a conversation. Well, it wasn't really a conversation. It was a confrontation with, uh, I got cornered in Costco because I wasn't wearing a mask. Um, I said, yeah. no, I'm not going to wear a mask. So next thing you know, they got three employees cornering me. And the, the one guy, he's, uh, I'm, I'm trying to explain to him, like, you know, you, a few things. And I, and he's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I said, man, if they told you that men needed to wear mini skirts to prevent coronavirus, would you be enforcing that? Would you be kicking me out for not wearing a mini skirt? And he says, yeah. I'm like, are you serious? Like that's you really. That's and and the guy, the guy said, I'm just doing my job. Yeah. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I don't know how to really get around that one other than it has to just be enough people doing it. Yeah. really so exactly and if, if you can give if people can be told one way and given permission to put it on then they also have to be given permission to take the thing off yeah. and exactly yeah i don't know it, that's <laughs> yeah. I, I fortunately i haven't seen any of it down here so awesome. it is nice yeah. to be it is nice to be away from it. So. Can I, I'm going to change gears just a little bit, but I want to ask like how sure. you, how you got into chiropractic? Like what, what was your, like, were you, did, did you grow up going to a chiropractor? Um, no, I didn't. Oh, sorry. I cut you off while you were asking the question. Oh, um, okay. No, right. I didn't. No, no, I, I didn't grow up going to a chiropractor. I, I didn't actually go to one until I was. Okay. So my senior year of college, I played college baseball. Um, I had a low back injury. I didn't know what it was. And it was just in the weight room doing something overhead. And all of a sudden, like everything just went out to one side and I knew something was up because I couldn't swing a bat for like two or three weeks. And, um, I couldn't bend over to tie my shoes for like four months without, and like, I couldn't sit in the chair and get up without my leg going completely numb. And it was just, it was messed up, but it kind of got into my head. I was like, Oh, I just have a bad back. And then probably for about two years, it would be, you know, like if I swung a golf club or if I swung a baseball bat, it'd be like the next few days, I'd be like, kind of just, I wouldn't be moving the same. I'd just be like kind of hobbling around. And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, God, I got like the rest of my life to live and I'm going to have this going on. This is going to get bad. But, um, I happened to get connected with a, a friend who was finishing up chiropractic school in Atlanta, which is where I was living at the time. And, he started, uh, you know, I messaged him. I, I got dumped on Valentine's day by this girl. This was a while ago. So it's funny now, but, um, uh, I texted him like the next day. I was like, it's just something, something in my head was like, I got to make a change. I got to do something different. So I was like, Hey man, I got to figure out my back thing. Like, do you, do you have a chiropractor that you recommend or anybody that, that I should go see? So he was like, actually, I'm finishing up the, the clinical part of school right now. So you can, you can come see me. 
And I was like, cool, I'll, I'll be in tomorrow. And just the way that he was talking about health was different than I had heard anybody else ever talk about it before. Like that health was an internal thing that you're adapting to your environment rather than this, this external thing of, you know, swinging a baseball bat's dangerous and it's only a matter of time till you get hurt or playing football is bad or playing hockey's bad. And it's just a matter of time till your knees give out. Yeah. And hearing about it from the, the inside out model rather than the, you know, it falls into the, the opposite of germ theory, right? Like mm -hmm. that the environment's bad and something's going to get you from the outside. It, it's all, it's all encompassing. It's all the same thing. So um, I do remember really specifically, like the question that chiropractic was kind of founded on was if two people are in the same environment, same conditions, one person gets sick and one person doesn't. Why? Yeah. Like if we're both exposed to the exact same thing, like there's obviously if I get sick and, and one of you doesn't, obviously my resistance to whatever's in the environment is lower or I was a better host for whatever that was and, and you could adapt. So just framing it like that in my head was like, well, well, yeah, obviously that makes sense. And then the philosophy made more sense before the actual physical art of like getting an adjustment or, or whatever, whatever the hands-on part was. I was like, that just makes more sense to live that way. And from that lens and filtering everything through that, then whatever else I've been told, which is kind of just like, if you think of even going back to big bang theory, it's like, everything's random. Nothing causes anything. Like that's kind of what the, that's kind of how system. like in scientism, like everything's kind of just been led to like, Nope, it's all, I don't know if it happens, whatever. It's nothing causes it. It couldn't be glyphosate. It couldn't be fluoride in the water. Yeah. It's like, so, um, so I started getting under care and like pretty quickly I started to feel really good. And then within like six months, it just felt like everything in my body was, it just felt like I had a new body and got rebooted. Um, yeah, it w which was great. And I was, I was training really hard. Like I wasn't just getting like the passive lay down on the table. Like we're going to adjust a couple things. It was like, I was pouring into it with like active work, like doing everything I possibly could to, to gain strength back and to just get stronger so that whatever stimulus that caused the injury before wouldn't be something that could cause the same injury again, because I was just at such a level higher than that. So that's I adopt awesome. all these things. And I'm, I'm, yeah. And I'm just like devouring all these books and just like telling people to go see chiropractors and like do all these things. And it just got to a point where in my head, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to wake up one day and probably be 50 or 60 and be like, why the hell didn't I go to school and, and do this? And ultimately, like, like we kind of talked about, like it was a little bit disappointing going through that entire uh, education system because you uh, and, and what you find is that the people who really understand the philosophy like that, um, since it's not really taught in the curriculum at the school, the people that really get it are people that get it outside of school. Either they have some sort of mentors or parents or just groups that they're a part of that that's the way that, you know, uh, that that's just the, the mindset. And then everybody goes through their own exploration, whatever that is. And, and ultimately comes to kind of like that same conclusion, but based off the same principles at the beginning. So for me, that was how I got, how I got into chiropractic. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been great. Like, like I said, there were some things that were pretty disappointing, but at the same time, like I've made some friends that are going to be my best friends for, you know, the rest of my life. I met my fiance at school. Um, she she's also, a yep. She's, um, she's at work right now. So <laughs> before we moved here, she got a job through a fraternity brother of mine who has a practice here. That's all pediatric and prenatal. So it's, it's Aww. all kids. It's all pregnant moms. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So she got a job through my friend here and then 
I'm here. Uh, we were going to open up a practice wherever we went, but he's already doing, he's 15 minutes away from us and he's already doing like the thing that she is like an expert in. She has a diplomate and all that. And that's, that's been her passion. She's, she's known that she wanted to do this since she was like four years old. Her dad's a chiropractor oh. too. Um, oh. So she had that, she had that really strong purpose. Yeah. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. He, oh, oh, he froze again. Shoot. I was kind of talking about emotional chemical, like rock bottom. And I had to just kind of like figure out from there, like, how do I, how do I, how do I get my life back? How do I, how do I figure out what I'm doing? And, and that's, I wasn't looking for chiropractic. It just kind of fell into my lap. And now I'm a 32 year old chiropractor living in Sarasota, hoping that I find the right building to open up a practice in and create this community. And uh, well, yeah, I just keep trying to keep, keep trying to speak it into existence. So um, I got to stop using the word hope. I am doing that actively yeah. right now. So yeah. Alex, have you heard of um, network chiropractic? I have. Yeah. Networks pretty rad. Yeah. I, I started seeing a lady before we moved um, who does network and it was like nothing I had ever experienced before, but, yeah. and I just found someone out here that does it too. Um, she's not cool. current, currently practicing it as often as she wants to, because her, her and her husband have a practice together, but honestly, it was the most amazing thing. And I feel like chiropractors who do that type of chiropractic work, they, the woman that I went and saw, like, I, I just started like crying in her office when I saw her because I like, she, she got me. <laughs> I was like, how you're not even speaking yeah. right now. And I feel like totally safe in your presence. Yeah. And she fully understood who I was. So it was, it was super, super cool. Yeah. A lot of the, uh, like the more gentle tonal approaches also attract the people that are very, I don't know, like empaths, I guess that can really yeah. like draw that out of you too, and, and can just like see you and just be like, oh, okay, I know. I know what this person needs and I'm also going to like slow drip it out of them. Like, it's yeah. just like, they can stand there confident. I, I don't know how to describe the people other than they, uh, it's just like a level that I, <laughs> I, I can't get to it, but <laughs> network is, is rad. And I, I think a lot of the people that are in network are, um, really advancing a lot of things in a cool way. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Cool. So what other, what, what else you guys got for what other things do you do on a daily to keep your health up? Like what is, what's your routine like? So I sleep. Um, well, I'll start with when I go to bed, I guess we've been seeing the sunset. I'm just going to start from three weeks ago because now that we're here, I get to kind of like, we consciously chose the West coast of Florida so that we could still see sunsets, but then get all of the, you know, the good, yeah. the good that Florida provides. But um, we're four blocks from the, from like a little neighborhood beach. So we go there most nights, watch the sunset uh, after dinner. And then I'm usually knocked out by nine, nine 30, 10, somewhere in that frame. And then up somewhere between six to seven. Uh, if it's sunny, I go outside and I make sure that I get like, before I even look at my phone, before I, I do anything, I make sure that I get sun in the eye like looking at the sun or looking towards the sun, move around at least for like five minutes just to kind of get everything flowing and kind of be like, okay, I'm awake. Um, I love coffee. So I'll get coffee, got some rock cream in there. Rock cream made for pets, not for human consumption. Yeah. That's right. um, <laughs> yeah. And then Kirsten goes to work. She's actually started going to the gym before work, but I'll, I'll walk down to the, to the, uh, to the water with my coffee jump in. I don't think I've showered in like six days because I've just been jumping in the ocean. Uh, 
which is like two or three times a day. And I don't smell like mosquitoes don't even bother me anymore because they just I think they think I'm nature at this point. I'm not really <laughs> sure. I'm not really sure what's going on there. Nature but, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been I've been uh, going to the water, walk back. Um, I've been trying to to find a, a location here to open up a practice. So that's been the majority of the days, like kind of brainstorming things. I've been creating some more. I hate the word creating content, but I've been trying to get a lot of things in my head that would be like written down on paper that would be what I consider like the foundation of, of building health and building health, not just for you, but for a family and kind of the values that surround that, which a lot of that for me is, um, you know, being really conscious of like your light environment. So seeing sunrise, getting, getting sun in the middle of the day at, at the right time of the year that you can get vitamin D, um, seeing sunset and just valuing like outdoor time. And then the other things that start to naturally fall into that. So, um, I mean, we, we eat, you know, probably 95% of our meals are home cooked from scratch. So I mean, we, we really honor and, um, like find dinner time really sacred just to make sure that we can sit there and like give each other attention and, and talk and make sure that we're like, you know, kind of honoring the food that we're eating. But, um, other than that, like, I don't really do bullet points and like check the box kind of approach, but I'd say every day on average, I, I move for probably one to three hours, whether it's training or going to jujitsu or, or whatever it is that I'm doing. I, I was golfing until I realized that, you know, you're kind of out there for like four and a half hours and that's most of your day. So yeah. um, I, I was doing that, but yeah, a, a lot of, uh, I, if you just think about what has kind of caused the decline of health for most people, it's just a disconnection from the elements from being right. outdoors. So I, I, I try to, I try to start from there and reflect as much of what I can possibly do with being connected to the outdoors. So eating, eating food that's in season, preferably as local as possible. Um, spending time outside, connecting with, with Kirsten, connecting with other people here, um, moving, just, just doing things that I enjoy. Right. Like, um, I, I think that what I'm doing professionally is in line with if I'm successful and if I make money, um, it's also because it's a, an equal value proposition for someone who's coming to see me. Like it's not, right. I'm not making money, like peddling things. I'm not, I'm not selling like busted up used cars for 500 times what they should be worth. Like right. I'm yeah. doing things that are helping people and like planting seeds to allow that to grow into health for their entire family. And yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty much doing things every day that either make me happy or make me money. And that's, that's everything. So yeah. um, I try to let, and then, you know, I get, I hopefully have another, I'd like to make it to. So I, I'm trying to think of my accountability partner with, with everything that I'm doing is as me for the next, you know, me when I'm 50 or me when I'm 70 or me when I'm 90 and just trying to do things that aren't just for the short term, but, you know, from like a health standpoint, just things that are sustainable and things that I could see myself doing for a long time. So uh, walking, keeping my feet really strong, keeping my hands really strong. And then, yeah, I guess not being afraid to speak up about things that I don't think are, are right right now, which wow. I did. I never thought I'd be like the activist type, but, um, I think that the bar I. is pretty low right now. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bar is pretty low for anybody who wants to, I don't know. All you have to do is just speak a little bit and make a little bit of sense in a full sentence. And people are like, tell us more. Yeah. 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 So that's where, 
that's where I'm at. And then, yeah, any, any opportunity that I get to, to speak and, and connect with, with people like you two, um, is something that I, I really enjoy. So I appreciate you guys reaching out to me to, to get me on this and, and waking up at six 30 to, to do it. So, we woke up at five yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, we wake up at five every day, but uh, usually I don't have to have my wits about me so fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah there's cool. definitely a brain state that you got to get into to, to at least have this. Cause I, I don't know. I, this usually flows out of me better at night. Like being yeah. able to talk about things like this. And the last two days I did, I did a podcast with someone yesterday in uh, Portugal so it's he's five hours ahead of me so I had to do it I think at like 11 a.m for me uh, usually I like doing stuff later in the day that's kind of when everything's flowing a bit better but yeah um yeah six six thirty in the morning I'd I'd be a zombie I wouldn't do, <laughs> yeah. I'm not I, I gotta I gotta get in the ocean once before I can do that so yeah. I made sure to, awesome. to get up and the sun right now is rising at like 3 45 like it's 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 crazy. And it yeah. doesn't set well, till almost 10 o'clock because we're like, we're so we're closer to, yeah, to so far north. the days are long right now. They're yeah. the longest they're going to be right now. So come four o'clock in the morning, we're both kind of tossing and turning anyways, because we don't have black yeah. curtains. So I'm just laying, I was laying right. in bed, like looking at the sign outside the window and I was like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. I, I was, I was getting, getting all geared up for it. So I usually, I usually go to the gym before work too. So come six, Six thirty, I'm out of the house going to the gym, but uh, I don't really fully wake up until I actually get there and start warming up on the elliptical. Then I'm like, okay, here we go, blood's flowing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, normally when I'm when my circadian rhythm's really dialed in, um, I'll be up at like first light when like the first bit of light comes through the the curtains. I'm up, and then I'm I like <laughs> if if anybody asks me to do anything after sunset, it's probably a no. Yeah. It's probably like, uh, I, I don't, I can't, I can't root. Like I'd be, it'd be like that scene in Wolf of Wall Street when he's like crawling out to his car. Like that's kind of me yeah. a lot of nights, like trying to get to bed. I'm just like, I'm exhausted. Like I, I can't do it. But I think that's, I, I no, I, I don't think, I know that that's natural and what we're supposed to be doing. Like to be able to flip a light switch on and just do whatever you want at any time is, is not, no, <laughs> I, sure. again, it's one of those things that's leading to unnatural health outcomes. So, yes. um, and one yeah. thing I just actually learned um, is I take a lot of supplements. I take magnesium and you living so close to the ocean, breathing that salty air, jumping in the ocean three mm -hmm. times a day, you're getting loads of magnesium through your skin. You don't even really need to take any sure. magnesium supplements. Yeah. Um, so we were in, so in California, we had this functional nutritionist that worked in our office and it was, it definitely helped with like, detoxing certain things. I, I think there was some, some heavy metals that were probably in my system for a bit. And there was, there was one point where everything kind of turned around and I started to notice just like a different level of cognitive ability was kind of just up there. And I wouldn't crash on like Thursdays during the week. But um, now that I'm out here, I'm on the same kind of like regimen that I was like just a smaller, smaller amount of everything. But now I'm thinking like, well, shit, I'm in a completely different environment. I'm sure that what I need to take has now changed and adapted to where I am now yeah. and kind of like what the, like, I know you guys are on Celsius, but, um, yeah. the humidity here is just out of control. Like it's, I can imagine it'll be, it'll be 88 Fahrenheit, but feel like one Oh one Fahrenheit oh with the humidity. Like you're, you're just, and I'll train in, in the backyard and <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, I think I have about 15 minutes till I pass out. Like I'm in a, it feels like you're in a, like a, 
one of those wet saunas. Yeah, I hate working out like that. Yeah. Oh man, oh, where everything they get kind of adapted to it, and apparently it's not even bad yet because it gets really bad in July, August here. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta get yourself climatized to it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, for sure. It's like when you go down to Mexico and it's like I'm laying there, like just feeling like I'm about to die from heat exhaustion, and then you got these <laughs> these uh, landscapers wearing like gum boots and pants and long sleeve shirts. You're like, oh my god, yeah. how are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, well, was there I, anything else that we were, yeah, going on? I, I, I always have, it's funny because I have notes from yesterday from before I talked and I don't even remember, I don't even remember what notes were, what I had prepared to talk with you guys. And yeah, I just, no. I think I might just keep the sheet because it pretty much covers all the stuff that when I hit the button, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to talk about this for a minute. Like yeah, I kind of, yeah. at, at this point, I've talked about all this in the shower with myself and in the car, like yeah. so many times that. I've pieced it all together, I think, in a coherent way, which yeah, cool. no, yeah, so. no, I we're so appreciative of you coming on and I'm so happy to have um to come across your page. So thank you for everything you're doing. And I know you guys don't have kids yet, um, or if you're going to have kids, um, but coming from parents, we will, yeah. Yeah, coming from parents, like I just I am so thankful for people like you that are speaking out because you guys you guys have no idea how um, important that is because we've got little guys that we're we're worried about their future and um, yeah. so thankful for the chiropractors right now that are talking yeah. up because you guys yeah I just thank you you're gonna have awesome kids well thank you sure. thank you yeah it means a lot well if he's if if my kids are anything like the spirit of your eight year old yeah with uh saying, Hey, I'm not going to listen to anything that they tell me to do at school. Yeah. I just want to see my friends. Then yeah. I think we're, I think we're okay. I just realized this as well. Um, I've had my coffee on a little coaster this whole time, but, uh, this oh my God. Is what, yeah, that looks like our logo. Pretty much your logo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How cool is that? I realized it because I, I picked up the, I picked this up a second ago and I looked at it and I was like, wait, that's on your shirt too. So yeah. is that even yeah. awesome? uh, that's, nice. that's so cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah course yeah i got into uh i don't know i got into i tried to get creative a couple of years ago with like wood burning and stuff and i realized yeah. that all i did was cool. take stencils wait is a little guy coming on yeah he, another one's a different one is... morning buddy cool, yeah yeah that's awesome oh he froze again yeah shoot oh we froze again yeah, yeah. The connection's good. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, well, well, I better get going because I got to get uh, get myself up and get going to work. But yeah, stuff. well, yeah. it was really awesome to connect with you guys. Yeah, thank yeah, you so much. You too, Likewise. I'd love to um, possibly meet your friend that's out in Kamloops. So maybe you could send, yeah. send him, send us his name or something. Yeah, I got to figure out where he's at. But um, yeah, I'll message you guys later. That'd be so, awesome. Uh, cool. Thank you so All much. Right, have a great afternoon. Have a good, uh, have a good yeah. day at work. Yeah, right Brent, on. Man. Have fun homeschooling today. Yeah. Thank you. We're going to go to the garden. Enjoy that ocean. I'm jealous. Perfect. Go get in that water again. Yeah, I will uh, at least two times today. Otherwise, right people people will smell me and the bugs will notice me. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, yeah. Alex. All right, buddy. Really Take care, it. man. Cool. Thanks a lot. See you guys. Bye-bye. See you later.